0: not sure what to make for dinner need some inspiration mondays and wednesdays join gabriel and his food hero guests on the dinner special and now here's your host gabriel so
1: welcome to the dinner special i am gabriel so and i am so happy to have grace rush of the sunday table here on the show today grace is a self-taught cook and a holistic nutrition consultant She feels that our diets should be personalized with a balance between food that makes us feel good and food that is healthy. On her blog, Grace features seasonal, organic, and whole foods ingredients, and she follows a mainly gluten-free, dairy-free, plant-based diet. Thank you so much for being here today, Grace.
0: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
1: Awesome. Well, your blog, The Sunday Table, what drew you to start documenting your food journey?
0: I'd say it was just a matter of wanting to continually be inspired by new recipes or new ingredients. So it helps me keep things interesting. You know, that way I'm looking at new cookbooks, new recipes online and trying different ingredients. I'm always inspired by seasonal ingredients as well. So the blog is really just a vehicle for me to constantly come up with new things for dinner and for breakfast. That way food's not boring.
1: Right. Now, were you always interested in food and cooking?
0: long-time interest in food and cooking in general. I mean, I started cooking at a young age, just helping my mom in the kitchen. So it probably stems from that good foundation that she built and instilled in me. And then I kind of got a lot more into it in college and high school. I really started to get into nutrition and thinking about how the food we eat affects how we feel and our bodies. So that really is kind of what jump-started my interest in cooking. Through that, I discovered how food really actually made me feel. And through that, I found out I was gluten and dairy intolerant so it's just kind of been a journey I guess.
1: Now you're a self-taught cook what inspired you to want to learn more about cooking and help you gain the momentum and actually learn new recipes experiment or try new techniques?
0: Well, when I moved to California, this kind of California fresh fare was really inspiring to me. I mean, I come from the Midwest I'm from Minnesota. And not that we didn't eat healthy growing up, but it wasn't quite the same cuisine. So in college in California, I really started to use fresh produce and kind of make that the foundation of my meal. And since that was something that was relatively new to me, it really inspired me to find new recipes. The kind of finding food blogs was also an inspiration to me as a source for new recipes recipes in this new field that I was looking into what else inspires me is just the food that makes me feel good (laughs) so I try to eat food that's healthy but also tastes delicious (laughs) and you know I definitely wouldn't say I only eat for nutrition sure that's kind of my basis but it also has to taste good because I also really enjoy eating And what pushes me further is the fact that I have some dietary restrictions and so you have to constantly be creative and be adapting recipes to make it something that I can eat that's not going to hurt my stomach.
1: Right. Now, when you were learning to cook, was there a lot of trial and error?
0: Definitely. I'd say I'm a creative or curious cook. I just kind of throw things together. I don't have too many total flops, but that's because I love adapting recipes that I know work. Or I just throw things together that are super simple, like oatmeal or an egg bake or something. So there's a lot of really simple foundations that you can build on to make something healthy and delicious. I've definitely had major flops, though, especially in baking. And so there's trial and error for sure.
1: (laughs) Is there a baking flop that you'd like to share that kind of sticks out in your mind or...
0: I don't know. I think, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's cool. That's fine. Now, do you have any tips for others who want to start cooking and experimenting to gain that momentum rather than sort of sticking with the tried and true that, you know, a lot of home cooks like myself, you know, tend to do?
0: Yeah. I think if you find recipes that you like, just try swapping out ingredients, like having that curiosity and, you know, If you switch vegetables in a dish, that's a pretty safe swap to start kind of experimenting. If you add additional spices, that's a pretty easy way to explore. You know, baking, it's a little harder, but for cooking, it should be fun and it should be kind of an experiment. And so I think just having the curiosity of like, What happens if I add these spices or you switch up the vegetable or you switch up the meat? I think don't feel like you have to have exactly what's in the recipe unless that's exactly what you want to eat. But yeah, I think just always trying.
1: Yeah, I guess the culinary side of things, it's a little bit more forgiving because, you know, if you put a little bit too much spice and you don't like it and you're tasting it, you can always just add more you know, stock or more vegetables or whatever just to calm it down a little bit. Whereas baking, it's kind of like if you don't follow exactly sometimes, especially if you're new to baking, then it could be an unfortunate result. Now, who are some of your food heroes?
0: You know, I think I look a lot to the online community. There's so many people doing really amazing things. So I'm continually inspired by other food bloggers. I have a lot of cookbooks and I cook from a lot of them here and there, but I don't have kind of one in particular that really inspires me. I don't have any like one standing hero, I guess.
1: (laughs) Right. It's a super amalgamation of everyone that inspires you.
0: Yeah, I think that it's nice to have different perspectives. So to constantly be pulling from different sources and inspiration, it makes your food more interesting.
1: Right. Absolutely. Now, when you were learning to cook, were there some good online resources or books that really helped you along the way that were maybe sort of better for beginners?
0: I guess I am like... 100% self-taught cook in the sense that I never really looked up the science behind cooking or baking. I just kind of, I think you kind of learn that over time. So I don't think that I went to one resource, but definitely when I started cooking kind of this California cuisine of like a whole food diet, I guess it's kind of the same idea. 101 Cookbooks, Heidi Swanson was definitely a first food blog that I found. Sarah Fort from Sprouted Kitchen was another one. So
1: Awesome. Well, we could definitely, you know, check those out just to sort of get an idea, right? Now, you're training to become a holistic nutrition consultant. Can you tell me more about this?
0: Yeah, I actually finished my training in September.
1: Oh, congratulations.
0: Thank you. (laughs) It was a program that I had found, I'd say in high school. I had considered in college going to school for nutrition, decided to go to school for business but had found this holistic nutrition program in Berkeley, California, which is where I live now. And so I kind of made it my plan, like, all right, I'm already in California. After I graduate, I'm going to move to Berkeley and do this program. And it took me a few years, but eventually I signed up to do the holistic nutrition program. And it really just stemmed from curiosity of how food affects our bodies and how you heal yourself from the inside out through food, especially. I think it's pretty baffling to me that people don't have the connection between what you eat and how your body feels. So for me, it was really just to get that information. I'm a total like food science nerd. (laughs) So I love learning about how what we eat affects our body and then how that affects how you feel. And it really is a holistic approach, how that affects the rest of your life too.
1: Awesome. Well, can you share your view or approach to food? You know, I think sometimes when we're reading blogs or just looking at stuff in general, you know, there's a lot of focus on healthy eating and healthy cooking, as opposed to, you know, also looking at stuff that actually makes us happy and tastes good. You know, what's your view on that?
0: There's definitely a balance between healthy and food that makes you happy. It's easy to go too far one way or the other. And finding a balance is really a personal preference. And it's different for everyone. So for me, you know, I definitely feel better when I eat a lot of vegetables. But I also love sweets. So if oats with maple syrup or something, that even to me is enough. Sometimes I really want dark chocolate. And I'm not going to deny myself that. So It's definitely different for everyone. That's kind of my overall philosophy is, you know, every single person has a different diet that's right for them. And food should make you happy. It should be something that you look forward to eating, but it also should be nutrient rich and it should be something that's not going to eventually down the road make you sick.
1: Right. And I guess as a holistic nutrition consultant, you're basically helping individuals sort of plan or Figure out what would be
0: a good balance for them. Definitely. Yeah, I think that is the first question you get asked, and it's the hardest question to answer is what should I eat because it is so individualized? So it is fun to kind of navigate that path with people to help them understand foods they like, foods they don't like. I mean, if you really hate peas, there's no reason to eat them. If you really hate beets, I personally hate beets. It's really hard for me to want to cook them and eat them. So just because it's healthy doesn't mean you have to eat it. You should definitely find things that you want to be eating that are also healthy.
1: Cool. Now for you, what is a food or dish that is that balance that makes you happy and is also
0: healthy? Oh, I love oatmeal. (laughs) I think it's kind of weird, but I i don't know if it's because I ate instant oatmeal as a kid, but I've always had this kind of affection for oatmeal. So that's always my go-to if I'm hungry and I need something quick, whether it's soaked oats or cooked oats or baked oatmeal that's totally a meal to me that's kind of that balance it's got some fat in it whether it's a nut butter or coconut oil or nuts and it has whole grains and I love to add a lot of spices and flavor and maybe a little maple syrup so it kind of has that balance of sweet and it's also really filling
1: right now Are there simple ways to turn more indulgent dishes into healthier options? Like, example, for myself, I love a good burger and fries. Like, is there a way to sort of make that? It's really indulgent, but, you know, how can we make it a little bit better?
0: (laughs) Sure, I I love burger and fries too. (laughs) I think a way to make anything a little bit healthier is to add in some vegetables. So typically, I can't have the bun when I go buy a burger or make a burger at home. And so I'll kind of wrap it into a lettuce wrap or make it into a salad. For fries, I just go with baked fries instead of fried. They can be surprisingly soft and crispy, just like fried food. So that's a pretty easy substitution. i try sweet potatoes. It's a little bit better than regular potatoes, but I'm a huge fan of potatoes.
1: I think that's a good idea. Like turning a burger, like deconstructing a little bit and turning it into like a salad or something. You know, you get the same sort of flavors, but it's not as heavy.
0: Yeah, and I think the construction of the burger, it's patty itself, too. It kind of depends what's put in it and what meat you're using. And so, you know, if you're using really good, lean, grass-fed beef, that's already a little bit healthier than, you know, maybe a chewier fatty piece.
1: Gotcha. Cool. Well, here at the Dinner Special, we talk with food heroes about dinner dishes that are special to them and how we can make it at home. Can you talk about a dish that is special to you and, you know, maybe the story behind the dish?
0: I was going to say one of my favorite dishes to make, and that's kind of special to me, is a really simple fruit crumble. You can make it year-round, and it's always delicious. That, to me, is just such an easy dessert to make in a pinch if you're having friends come over and you're hosting a dinner. Or if I'm home in my parents' kitchen, it's such simple ingredients that I don't have to worry about them having the right flowers and mixtures of things. It's it's something that can always be shared. So I think that to me is really special and you can always make it seasonal, whether it's an apple crumble or berries in the summer. It's really good. But right now I'm making a lot of strawberry rhubarb ones.
1: Cool. Now let's say that you were to invite three famous people over to share your fruit crumble with. Who would you invite over?
0: I think... I have to go with Oprah. I love Oprah. Diane Keaton. She's an interesting, powerful woman. I think maybe Bob Dylan. Cool. That's a good mix. (laughs) Yeah. I think you'd have an interesting perspective thrown in there.
1: (laughs) Right. Now, let's say you were to have Diane Keaton, Oprah, and Bob Dylan over for Your Fruit Crumble, and you were going to play a movie in the background. What movie pairs best with Your Fruit Crumble?
0: I am not a movie buff. I don't watch a lot of movies.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, we can just enjoy the conversation. There'll be no movie playing in the background.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be distracting.
1: Okay, cool. Now, Grace, after a rough day, what is your ultimate comfort food?
0: After a rough day, I gotta go with dark chocolate. I think that I always kind of crave something a little bit sweet when I've had a hard day and even just a few squares of dark chocolate, especially the Choco Love Sea Salt Almond Dark Chocolate Bar. It's so good.
1: What's it called? Choco Love?
0: Chocolate Love is the brand, yeah.
1: Cool. Definitely check that out. I haven't uh, heard of that one before.
0: <laughs> so good.
1: Perfect. Well, I call the next part of the Dinner Special Podcast, The Pressure Cooker. I'm going to ask you seven fast and fun questions that we want to know your answers to. Are you up for it? Sure. Okay. Number one, which food shows or cooking shows do you watch?
0: I don't watch any. I have a television. I rarely use it. I don't actually have cable. All
1: right. No problem. Number two, what are some food blogs or websites we have to know about?
0: I'd say ones that I frequently visit and actually cook from are Sprouted Kitchen. It's one of my favorites. Cookie and Kate. That's a really good one. I've cooked a lot of delicious things from her site. A couple cooks, they have a lot of really good recipes. Dolly and Oatmeal, she's also gluten and dairy free, so I always love her recipe.
1: Awesome. Now, number three, who do you follow on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook that make you happy?
0: I'd say Instagram is probably my favorite platform just because I love to look at photography. And so, I actually follow a lot of photographers and travel or portrait photographers on Instagram. I mean, I follow the food blogs world too, but those are the pictures that make me happiest is just seeing other parts of the world and just little snippets. You know, if you've had a rough day and you're feeling uninspired, it's so nice to see these beautiful nature landscapes.
1: Yeah, it sort of transports you to a different place, at least momentarily.
0: Yeah, and it's also an inspiration and I bookmark a lot of them to visit
1: Are there any particular people that you follow?
0: One that comes to the top of my head is Jeff Marsh. He's a Seattle photographer, both portrait and kind of outdoor nature photos. Beautiful, beautiful photos. Aubrey Pick, she is a local San Francisco food photographer. Just amazing stuff. I recently met a photographer from Vancouver Island, Kelly Brown. She's a wedding photographer and kind of lifestyle. Really beautiful stuff.
1: Okay, awesome. Number four, what is the most unusual or treasured item you have in
0: your kitchen? I don't think I have anything too unusual, but I have to admit my most treasured thing right now is my Vitamix. I use it every day. (laughs) Awesome.
1: Cool. Now, number five, name one ingredient you used to dislike that you now love.
0: Probably, like, snap peas. I really like them. and can eat them raw now. And bell peppers. I kind of have a love-hate relationship with them. I'm learning to like green beans, still not my favorite beets, as I mentioned before.
1: Great. Number six, what are a few cookbooks that make your life better?
0: Recently, I've been returning to... Vegetable Literacy by Deborah Madison, I love that one. The new Sprouted Kitchen cookbook just came out, that's a really great one in her previous cookbook, it's excellent. i also been cooking a lot lately from Vibrant Food which is Kimberly Hasselbrink's cookbook.
1: Great. And finally, number seven, what song or album just makes you want to cook?
0: Oh, I love music. I went to school for music business, so, so music is a big part of my life. <laughs> I, I couldn't just pick one, but I always go to like Motown or old soul or funk music in the kitchen. It's just fun, upbeat, inspires you. Right now, I've been listening a lot to Brandi Carlisle's new album, The Fire Watcher's Daughter. That's a great one. So, I big mix.
1: Awesome. Well, congratulations, Grace. You have officially survived the pressure cooker.
0: Oh, whew.
1: Grace. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Dinner Special Podcast. You're all over social media. What's the best way for us to keep posted with what you're up to?
0: Probably Instagram is my preferred platform, but I have a Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Pinterest, and of course the blog.
1: Yep, and the blog is at thesundaytable.com. Thank you so much, Grace, for being here today. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Head over to thedinnerspecial.com. For recipes, highlights from every show, super blog articles, and all the wonderful ways to keep in touch on social media. Your culinary journey awaits, so let's get cooking.